At some point or another, almost every leader will both report to someone above you, a boss, a manager, or a board, and you'll simultaneously oversee leaders below you. Your role is very, very important, but you're somewhere in the middle of your organization. In the next two episodes, we're gonna talk about middle management. Today's episode, we're gonna talk about building the middle. This is the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. Hey, I'm so excited to have you with us for another episode of the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast, where we really believe in building leaders because we know that everyone wins when the leader gets better. If you're new, just now joining our leadership community, let me tell you what we do. We know that your time is incredibly valuable. So my goal is to bring high content value in a short period of time every single month. And we'll drop new content on the first Thursday of the month. Occasionally, we'll give you some bonus material and you might get another episode along the way. I would love to invite you to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen, watch, or consume the content. And if you want to even develop your leadership more or you're working with your team and going through this content together, we have a leadership guide just for you. You can get the leader guide by going to life.church slash leadership podcast. Click on uh, the button that says leader guide and then we'll email that to you every single month and you can go over it with your team. Also, I wanna say a big thank you to those of you that share on social media. We see posts all the time of you doing this with your team and just telling others that it benefits you. Thank you for getting the word out. Um, also, if this is helpful to you and you wouldn't mind writing a review for it or rating it, wherever you consume the content, that helps create more exposure and it means a lot to me. Uh, let's talk about something important in this episode I believe is gonna impact a lot of people. Um, before we dive into the new content, we always have a lot of people asking about what books have you read? What's helping you grow? And I'm gonna give you some of the most recent books that I've listened to, and uh, maybe they might be helpful to some of you. Of the books I've listened to recently that I would recommend, uh, these are the ones I liked. I recommend iGen by Dr. Gene Twinge. The subtitle is this, Why Today's Super Connected Kids Are Growing Up Less Rebellious, More Tolerable, Less Happy, and Completely Unprepared for Adulthood. I liked this book both from a leadership perspective and as a dad, it was helpful to me. I read Dream Team by Shane Snow, which was really helpful for looking at how individuals often get more done, but when you get the right team together, they can do more than you could ever imagine. The subtitle is Working Together Without Falling Apart. Another book that I enjoyed that will probably bother some of you, and that's honestly why I liked it, because it's kind of controversial, it's called The Coddling of the American Mind, How Good Intentions and Bad Ideas Are Setting a Generation Up for Failure. I enjoyed this both as a leader who leads a younger and emerging generation. I also enjoyed it as a dad. How do I become more effective as a parent to my kids? I like Range by David Epstein, Why Generalists Triumph in a Specialized World. Uh, to be honest, immediately the subtitle bothered me, but when you read the book, you'll see why he makes some good arguments about being broad and what you expose people to growing up, and that helps them to, uh, to really win later on in life. Next up for me in the queue is Talking to Strangers by Malcolm Gladwell. I'm a chapter into it and um, hopefully we'll recommend it once I get through it. So thank you for writing in, asking questions. In fact, several of you, including Mandy, Joachim and Maya asked about how to lead effectively in middle management. If you're a middle management leader, what are the qualities that make you effective? 
How do you prepare for your role in middle management? Um, what is it that makes a really effective middle management leader? So in this episode, it's kind of like the beginning. We're gonna lay the foundation. I'm calling it building the middle. And first, let's really create an understanding that in your organization, the middle matters. It really, really matters. And there are those of you that are in middle management and a middle manager is someone who reports to senior management and at the same time, you're over strategic parts of your organization. In other words, a middle ma manager is going to report up and lead down. They're both under and they're over all at the same time. Now, here's where we're going. In this episode, we're gonna talk more big picture. I might even talk a little bit more to the senior managers about middle management, but hopefully it will apply to everyone. Then in the next episode, we're really gonna get into the how. We're gonna talk about how do we lead effectively from the middle? What are the specific qualities that make great middle management leaders? But before we talk about how you succeed in a middle management role in the next episode, let's make sure we truly understand the organizational importance of middle managers. Here's my personal bias, and I'm gonna say this strongly, and then I'm gonna tell you how people around me disagree with me all the time. My personal bias is to fight against adding unnecessary middle management roles. Personally, I really prefer a flat organization to keep it as flat as possible. Now, the team around me, my other executive leaders, often argue with me, and we constantly have debates. What I do is I fight for simplicity. I wanna keep the organization as lean as possible, as flat as possible. I wanna keep costs down. I wanna be able to move quickly. I want speed, I want efficiency. Those around me fight back and they argue to add the right layers, the right structure, the right accountability. Left to my own, we would be too lean. If my other leaders got their way, we would probably be overstaffed. And as we continue to fight the tension back and forth, we tend to end up in the right place. Let's talk about why avoiding non-essential layers of middle management really, really matters. Avoiding overstaffing in the middle, this is really, really important for at least three reasons. Why do you want to avoid overstaffing in the middle? Number one, you increase the speed of communication. The fewer people, the faster you can move ideas, the more you can get done. Number two, you simplify the decision-making process. Many leaders wrongly believe that more minds in the room creates a better result. More minds in the room tend to bog things down. I'd rather a faster group, a smaller group, and we're gonna move faster. You simplify the decision-making process when you don't overstaff. Number three, um, when you avoid unnecessary middle management, you generally elevate the level of responsibility of your team members. Instead of just having people that are overseeing, you've got those who might be lower in the organization stepping up and taking more of an aggressive leadership role, and you tend to elevate those who are lower in the way they think and what they do, and overall, that creates uh, oftentimes a better organization. On the other hand, let's take the other side. This would be what my other executive leaders would argue back at me when I'm fighting for something to keep it too lean. There would be at least three downsides of an unnecessarily flat organization. If we're too lean in the middle, these would be three of the downsides. Number one, without the clarity of roles and responsibilities, 
you're vulnerable to organizational confusion and power struggles. If we don't have the right people in the right places overseeing the processes and the team, suddenly we're confused. Who does what? When do we do it? And there are often power struggles if we don't put the right people at the right time in the right places in the middle. Number two, if we're unnecessarily flat, over time, a flat organization tends to produce generalists rather than specialists, which can limit future growth. If we're unnecessarily flat, suddenly everybody is doing everything, and over time, we wanna move more toward people who specialize, who are really exceptional in more narrow areas that tends to make for a better team than just having a bunch of generalists around. And then number three, when you're unreasonably flat, you lack the clarity for scaling growth over time. You lack the clarity to build upon the right foundation with the right structures, creating the right healthy layers to build. In other words, you kind of stay a mom and pop organization because you're not bringing the right middle managers in at the right time. So that raises the question, when do you add middle management? When do you add those leaders who both report up and strategically lead down? The answer sounds obvious, but it's worth saying, when do you add middle management? You add middle management when the addition increases organizational clarity and accountability. Both those things matter. It's organizational clarity. It's who does what, then it's accountability, making sure that the right people are doing the right things at the right time. When do you add middle management? When the addition increases organizational clarity and accountability. This is really important, and let me be really clear. Don't add middle management too early, fight not to add it unnecessarily, but recognize the right middle managers added at the right time can be the difference between a good organization and a great one. Let's talk about it. The right middle managers at the right time. I wanna say it again because this is so important. Adding too many layers slows communication, slows decision-making, decreases effectiveness and sucks the life and morale out of your team. And, and you know this, adding the wrong middle manager is the fastest way to frustrate your team, cloud your mission, pollute your culture, and drive away the best talent. You have to be careful, you wanna get it right. This is a bold statement, but I wanna say it and I'll stand by it. A toxic, controlling, or incapable middle manager is organizational cancer. If you've got someone buried in the middle of your organization who's unhealthy, who's controlling, who's manipulative, who has a bad attitude, who's toxic, who's incapable and not performing well, this is organizational cancer. Now, for those of you that are senior managers, here is the problem, and it's very common, it's very real. You'll often have a middle manager who's great with you, but just because they're great with you doesn't mean they're great with everyone else. And you've probably seen this type of manager. He's polite or she shows you honor or she communicates well with you or he's a butt kisser to you or whatever. And this middle manager is good at leading up to senior management, but that middle manager may be brutal leading horizontally or leading down. Here's the problem. If you're a top level leader and you've got a middle manager that's good with you, you tend to naturally assume 
this middle manager is probably good with everyone else. I've made this mistake so many times. There's a leader deeper in the organization that's really respectful to me, really honoring to me, really communicates great with me, so I assume she must be great with everybody. But the truth is, just because she's great leading up doesn't mean she's great leading in all the other directions. The assumption you might make could be a wrong assumption. Here's what happens. Without knowing it, you may have a very overbearing, non-caring, overly demanding, manipulative, critical, toxic middle manager poisoning your team and you don't even know it. You've got organizational cancer and you can't figure out why things downstream are not healthy and are not effective. So how do you spot this type of dysfunctional middle manager? My favorite way is to do a 360 review. If you don't know what a 360 review is, you can search for it online. There are often, I think, free online versions. Essentially what you're doing is you're taking a person on the team and you're allowing his or her direct supervisors to anonymously critique and give feedback to his or her leadership. You're allowing those who are parallel in the organization to anonymously give feedback. And you're giving that leader's direct reports the ability to anonymously give feedback into their leadership. That's why it's 360 from every direction, those above, those besides, those below, are speaking directly into that leader's leadership. This has been one of the most helpful things to me, to have those around me freely, without any fear of getting in trouble, tell me what they think about my leadership. This helps me see my blind spots. It also helps me as a leader of my organization to see deeper into the organization leaders who may be off and help determine how we can help them be better. If you can't do a 360 and you're still wanting to know how effective are my middle managers, you're thinking there might be something wrong, here's three things to look for to help you identify um, maybe an ineffective middle manager. What do you look for to identify an ineffective middle manager? Number one, look for teams that have lost effectiveness. There might be a team that two years ago was getting great results or six months ago was healthy, but this team has lost effectiveness. If you've got that, you may have an unhealthy or dysfunctional manager over that team. Number two, look for pockets of dissatisfaction or high turnover. Anytime you're churning out great team members out of the same department, you're losing people that you value again and again off the same team, chances are pretty good you might have an ineffective manager or leader over the team. Number three, look for teams with unusually high rates of internal conflict. Internal conflict usually reflects a lack of direction, a lack of clarity of values and purpose. Anytime you've got a lot of bickering on a team, that could be a reflection of weak leadership. So. What do you do? If you see a team that's lost effectiveness, is constantly turning great team members, or they can't seem to get along, chances are you have an ineffective middle manager, you have an ineffective leader somewhere in your organization. Now, what do you do as a senior leader? If you have a toxic leader somewhere in your organization, you must help that leader immediately. You must deal with that leader. If you do not deal with the dysfunctional leader, you have no idea how much credibility you lose with the rest of the team because everyone around already knows about the problem. And if you don't deal with the problem, eventually that toxic team member is not the problem, but you've become the problem because you have not addressed the challenge in your organization. Now, what I wanna do is ask you to hang tight until the end, and I'm gonna tell you what we're gonna cover next month, and then I'm gonna give you application questions to cover with your team. So first, let's do a real quick review then we'll do application questions, then I'm gonna help you see what's coming in the next episode. Quick review. 
when do you add middle management? You add middle management when the addition increases organizational clarity and accountability. As a senior leader, we're not gonna add too early, we're not gonna add unnecessarily, but we're gonna recognize the right middle managers added at the right time can be the difference between a good organization and a great one. Be really, really careful. Whatever you do, don't overcomplicate your organization. I personally would rather be slightly understaffed rather than slightly overstaffed because too many layers is always gonna slow you down. What do we know? Complexity is the enemy of growth. So if you're a leader and you're worried that you might have a leadership challenge somewhere deeper in your organization, how are you gonna determine where that is? You're gonna look for one of three things. Look for teams that have lost effectiveness, Look for pockets of dissatisfaction and high turnover. Look for teams with an unusually high rate of internal conflict. So if you see a team that's lost effectiveness, is constantly turning some of your best staff members, can't seem to get along, chances are you have an ineffective leader. You may have a dysfunctional middle manager and you're gonna deal with it. If you have one of those as the leader, you're gonna coach them, you're gonna help them get better, or you're gonna remove them because if you do not, that person is no longer the problem, you have now become the problem. Let's apply what we're learning and we'll look at application questions for you, your leadership, and your organization. Question number one, when it comes to your team, are you understaffed, adequately staffed, or overstaffed? Do you have the right amount of people, or are you too lean, or are you too heavy? And let me give you some clues that may be helpful as you're assessing. If you're a new and growing organization, you're new, your things are popping, everything's up in the right, chances are pretty good that you might be understaffed. You may not feel like you have enough resources to hire yet, you haven't identified great talent, and it's really important to do the right things in this season, or your growth will not be sustained if you don't have the internal structure to support the growth. So what you're gonna wanna do if you're understaffed is you're gonna wanna add the appropriate, whatever it is, appropriate tech support, sales force, administrative help, youth pastor, you know, whatever it is to sustain and propel growth. If you're understaffed, you wanna do whatever it takes to start putting the layers in place in order to scale up or your structure is not gonna be strong enough to sustain your growth and you're gonna flatten out or worse over time. On the other hand, if you're in kind of a mature organization, you've been around for a while, chances are pretty good you're probably overstaffed. I cannot emphasize enough how big of a problem this is. If you find that it's difficult to get things done, it's hard to make decisions. Good ideas die in the boardroom. Everyone's frustrated, there's policies, blah, 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 blah. You as a leader might wanna look at scaling back or maybe even being more aggressive. You might let it happen naturally if um, team members turn, you just don't replace them. Or if you're way overstaffed, you may take a more aggressive stance and not just wait for it naturally to happen, but you might start right-sizing your organization it sounds cruel, but it's for the health of the whole organization and the benefit of your mission. You might look at someone and say, if this isn't the right person, maybe they can add value somewhere else or you actually would remove that person. It's a little bit like our old cat, Binky. Binky um, had three legs. Binky's other name is Tripod because she had three legs. And I think because she couldn't move fast and she liked to eat, Binky got way, way, way fat. It's really, really hard to be healthy when you're carrying too much weight. 
it's hard for any organization to be really maximizing its efficiency and output when it's overstaffed and overweight. This is a really important question to answer. Are we right-sized? Are we understaffed? Are we overstaffed? And then you gotta do something about it. Second question is this. Do you have a troubled spot in your organization somewhere? Do you have a troubled spot that's likely the reflection of leadership deeper in your organization? Do you have a, a part in there, a team that's not effective, a group that's holding things back, a department that's not excelling the way you want them to excel? Remember this, we've said it before. You can catch sickness, but you don't catch health. If there's sickness in your organization, it tends to spread. If you have a toxic or an unhealthy leader, you're gonna to wanna to find out how you can help that leader grow or you're gonna to want to remove that ineffective leader. This sounds harsh, but it's not fair to everyone else on your team to tolerate um, consistently poor performance. Now, in the next episode, we're gonna get very, very practical. How does a leader practically lead from the middle? All of you all who have someone over you and someone under you, I promise you this is gonna be helpful to you. We're gonna talk about leading from the middle. I wanna tell you a, a warm and sincere thank you for listening um, every month. Be sure and subscribe. Thank you for sharing on social media. I'm gonna work really hard to bring high value content to you in a short period of time. And I appreciate you inviting others to be a part of our community. I can't wait to be back with you next month. And I wanna tell you wherever you are in your leadership journey, bring yourself, be who you are. There's a lot of pressure. We feel a lot of anxiety to get it right. But please, we always say it, be yourself. Why? Because people would rather follow a leader who's always real than one who's always right. Thank you for joining us at the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast. If you wanna go even deeper into this episode and get the leadership guide or show notes, you can go to life.church slash leadership podcast. You can also sign up to have that information delivered straight to your inbox every month. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review it on iTunes, and share with your friends on social media. Once again, thank you for joining us at the Craig Rochelle Leadership Podcast.